Welcome back to Untucked Shorts, episode 42. I'm your host, Felix Vogel, and this is my podcastee, a.k.a. my dad, Mark Vogel. 42. I can't believe it. Uh, I say that every time I can't believe it. At some point, I should start believing it. Yeah. Well, believe this. It's 2023. This is our second podcast of the year. And episode 42 is a special number. The, it is Jackie Robinson's number. It is Jackie Robinson's number. But you know who else number it is? Let's guess. Guessing. Nate the Great Thurmond. Nate the Great. I thought you were going to talk about the comic book, the amazing uh, comic book I used to read in second grade. Nate the Great. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. I wonder if that they were inspired by this um, legendary player for the Warriors. Uh-huh. He wore number 42. In fact, he was so legendary that they've retired it. There will never be another Golden State Warrior to wear number 32. So who was Nate Thurmond? Uh, he played in the NBA during the uh, 1970s into the 1980s. He has the record for most rebounds in a game. You want to guess how many rebounds he got? 50. 42. Oh, my. Actually? Actually. I bet he just stopped. Maybe. I bet he was like, you know what, team? You guys are going to have to make every single next shot because I'm not going to grab but one no more. No more rebounds. I'm, I'm quitting. I'm sticking there. So there you go. That's our NBA trivia. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about seven games that have just happened. We're talking about five games that are coming up. And then we're going to do a new feature for the, uh, the Untucked Shorts faithful uh, listener mailbag. Um, and we got quite a turnout within a 10-minute asking radius. So thank you, devoted Untucked what are we going to call our fans? Untucked shortians? I bet they wouldn't like that. Untucked well, short skates? Shorts, no. Short stuffs? Uh, short no, cakes? that's already taken. Untucked no, short that, I don't think so. Well, tell us in the comments or text us if you want to have a name to your devotion. Well, let's see. Seven games. Uh, let's just blow by them. I think the highlight of this seven-game run was that we just couldn't go on a run. Um, Interesting interesting flip there um we went three and four over the last seven games and there were not two wins or two losses in a row this is giving a lot of deja vu to the 2020-2021 season um where we were just battling for the playoffs and we just couldn't get a two-game win streak in the row before finishing off our season against methods Right, although the end of that season we finally put it together. If you remember, we went 15-5 and five over the last 20 games. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we can pull something like that together because, you know, one step forward, one step back is not doing it. We're 23-24. and 24. Um, Looking back, the last seven games began with a game against the shorthanded Suns and with Curry coming back, and it didn't go so well. Didn't go so well. We are both shorthanded teams. Curry managed to drop 24 on his opening night with the debut of the amazing arm sleeve, but not much to say about that game. Just couldn't really put the pieces together. Then, just want to highlight a 30-point blowout in San Antonio. Now, we wouldn't really usually talk about this, but that actually had the biggest NBA turnout game of 68,000 people. Now, you may be wondering, how can you fit 68,000 people into a Warriors, into a basketball stadium? That is absolutely insane. Well, um, that was a rented-out football stadium in San Antonio to celebrate the Spurs having 50 years in this amazing NBA league. Not much to say about a loss in Chicago, continuing that can't get on a run streak. The Big Itch, who we love so much, had a season high, and they just all around beat us. They were a better team that night. Going to Washington, going to the White House, 
We had a win by nine points, and Curry just really dragged us to the finish line with a fourth-quarter comeback. But I think Draymond also had something to say about that. Apparently, there were some fans heckling him, thinking he, saying he wasn't worth worthy of getting into the Hall of Fame. And in the last five minutes, on a sleepy Monday afternoon, he turned it around and pulled out a much-needed victory in D.C. That's right. And then this all sets up a climactic showdown again with our arch-rivals in the East, the Boston Celtics, in the TD Garden. Now, that sounded uh, of course I didn't fly out all the way across the America to see this game though I would have if I tickets were presented but um that sounded like a complete playoff game in Madison Square Garden there's certain stadiums around the league including the Warriors including uh what was Oracle and TD Garden that just really have an energy like no other and that was an amazing game all around but eventually we couldn't pull it out in overtime with a loss by three um, it was a hell of a game on both sides, though. It really was. It was a high-quality basketball game. It was super fun to watch, but um, a disappointing loss. The next night, we flew to Cleveland, who is scorching hot, top team in the league, and we rested uh, Curry, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins. We went out there. I thought it would just be you know, a blowout, like that game we lost to the Nets when everybody rested on the previous road trip. But surprise, surprise, the role players, the bench players, they stepped up and squeezed out a pro- the most improbable victory of the season so far. We actually beat the Cavaliers in Cleveland with Ty Jerome having 20 points and I know this is, and Poole leading the way. This is kind of becoming the deja vu episode because I'm thinking about that Miami pullout exactly. that we had last season. And Very you know, similar. games like this can't be underestimated because if Miami had beat Boston and made it to play against us in the finals, that game would have meant... That's um, right. The home court advantage home court might have advantage. flipped. You're totally right. Um, so All these things can't add take up. those for granted. Um, then we had a loss in at home against Brooklyn without KD. Now they're a great team and they're really putting it together with this new coach. But that was a bad one. That, we were up by 17 at one point, up by 12 with five minutes, and once again collapsed in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Maybe we better not dwell on it. We got a lot to talk about today, I mean, but that the was one, rough. The one lighthearted thing was laughing about um, not only Joe Harris, the most absolute average name and average lifestyle <laughs> ever, but Nicholas Claxton's uh, free throw form. We don't need to dwell on that too much, though. No, but shout out to all our fans in Brooklyn. You got one on us, but uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see you again in the uh, in the playoffs in the finals. That would be a, an incredible rematch against KD and mm-hmm. the surging Brooklyn Nets. Okay, let's take a little break, and when we come back, I think we'll get into our listener mailbag. Where will the Warriors be in five years? What is wrong with number 22? If we can only give one contract, who gets it? Anthony Lamb or Ty Jerome? These are questions from our fans of Untucked Shorts that we'll be answering in this second segment of our new episode. Where should we start? Maybe, maybe Let's start with, with the... the number one seed, uh, okay. first responder, because they should get most of the spotlight. Thank you to Wheeler Michaels and their family, longtime devoted listeners. Um, Let's. He asked, where will the Warriors be in five years? Now, I don't... We are a fan of spinoffs episodes, but I think we can answer this in maybe one minute. I think that we're going to keep Jordan Poole because we signed him for so much money. Kaminga is really showing hints of athleticism and paying attention on defense, so he's a keeper. Not sure where we'll be with Wiseman, though we've talked about trades, but I kind of see uh, rotation and a 
an all-star lineup. Not I'm not saying championship, but an all-star lineup in Poole and Kaminga going into the future. Um, I think we're going to be in San Francisco. Uh, Chase Arena. They paid a lot of money for that stadium. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna live in it for a little while. I don't see this going back to Oakland. Maybe, maybe in five don't years. Don't see us go back, back to, to Philadelphia. I think they're proud with their 76ers. Yeah, they got their team. So thank you very much for the question. It's a big picture uh, existential question. Where will we be? But I think um, I agree with Felix. I think we'll be a top team in the NBA. Don't know if we'll be celebrating another championship, but we'll be a contender with uh, Poole and Kaminga as the core. There we are. Thank you, Wheeler. But here's maybe one of the biggest from Paul Charney. What is wrong with Andrew Wiggins? Man, so he's back. He's uh, was on uh, injured and missed about fifteen games. And in the last three or four games that he's been back, he just well, he has got been injured. Mu- then he actually got the cold, a cold, like the flu or something. He got sick. Did he? Yeah. Now back, he's in in the starting lineup, but he's missing everything, and he just seems like half a step behind. Definitely the not the all star Wiggins that, we were used to. The adjective to describe him would be lackadaisical. I feel like he he is kind of looking like Clay with those front rim shots. Uh, Maybe Clay his legs aren't quite him. under him. That was the, the knock on Clay at the beginning of the season. So I hope it's just Russ that'll get knocked off with a few more games. but um, And a few more bumps from, you know, Luka Doncic and LeBron James. But I don't that'll, know. That'll take some rust off. So no answer for you, Paul. We're concerned as well. Uh, we need Wiggins to step it up. Okay, the next question. Um, if we... We have two two-way players, and it's a little bit arcane, but the effect is that we can't keep Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb uh, for all 82 games. There's a limit. We have to – We well, we could uh, sign one of them because we have an available roster spot. Um, we don't have to sign either of them. But the question is, if we were to keep one – who deserves it? Who do we need? Maybe not deserves it. That's not the question. Well, Who fits better? We with have what we need? a short-term history of being good with these decisions. And Gary Payton, he was fighting for the 15 seed, 15 spot, and he became our sixth man in our championship run. Um, I'm gonna say this spot will have to go to Anthony Lamb, and here's why. Curry is going to be taking up eight of minutes in the playoffs and Poole is going to be right on his tail and those guys are going to take up all 48 minutes for guards. DiVincenzo will find his way in there for sure. There's no room for Ty Jerome and I'm not saying we'll see Anthony Lamb as much or at all in the playoffs but he is pretty experienced. He's been in the NBA. He knows how to play some good defense and can hit threes when we need it and we like those kind of players. Those tall three-point shooters. So I'm going to say hands down Anthony Lamb. Well, we love you Ty Jerome. Yeah, that's a great question, and uh, that would be a tough choice. Maybe, maybe there's a way to keep both of them. Maybe you want to have Ty, Ty Jerome. There's an insurance policy in case um, somebody gets nicked up and uh, misses a few games, and we need that extra um, boost that, that boost from somebody who Kerr who really trusts not to turn the ball over and um, can hit a nice, nice floater. Our next question, courtesy uh, of Josh, is about our starting lineup, which has changed lately. Um, now, I per... would like to give sorry, I would like to okay. give Josh credit because he actually predicted this lineup without Looney on episode eighteen, almost a whole year ago. So he is a future teller, and when he was on our episode thirty nine, he also got the correct prediction, which is that Looney uh, is being swapped out for Jordan Poole in the starting five, so that. Um, came about just about a week ago it makes the team speedier it makes us smaller of course it trades some offensive uh, power with pool 
uh, for some defensive intensity and gives up uh, gives up size and rebounds at the top of the game. But um, I don't know. It's it's a gutsy call. It definitely I think it helps pool the most because when he starts, mm-hmm. he seems to get into the flow of the game. And if we can get a nice run and and start strong in the first, that that gives us a cushion. But we started pool in Boston. That was our strategy last season, and that got us a ring. And I think this is just our style of basketball, fast-paced shooting. Not run TMC. I dare say our defense is a little better. But um, that Looney, as good as he is, doesn't really fit that style, but is a much-needed player. Our final question, and this is one that we've talked about before and I think we'll keep talking about, comes from Nicole, and it's about what we need to do to get the sixth seed or even better and avoid the terror of going into the play-in with a uh, season on the line in a one-game showdown. Well, I think, you know, we said the bench, because of the melding in between young and old, we're giving the bench a lot of room to make mistakes, but they're stepping up now. They're figuring it out. And that's what Nicole said. Now that the bench is doing their part, what needs to happen so we can clinch that six seed? I have a th- I have a I have a thought about this. Kerr needs to signal, and it really all goes through Curry and Clay, that they have to hold up their end of the melt. Yeah. They have to be okay and trust Poole and Kaminga, and maybe even Divincenzo to take some clutch shots as the games come into those tents into the fourth quarters. I, we I tuned into the second quarter against Brooklyn. And I tuned in to DiVincenzo leading us on a 9-0 run. And, yeah, I mean, he can hit big time. He used to be just a shooter, really, in on that Milwaukee team. So I'm still psyched about Clay popping off for 50 points, which he's done, and Curry averaging 30, which is just a, 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 amazing, and he, and he does it so often. But I do think, you know, we talked about Wiggins needs to get it together. Poole needs to be more consistent, but I think the team as a whole now needs to start trusting Kaminga down the stretch and trusting other guys besides Clay and uh, Curry to be our last-second heroes because they've mm-hmm. come up a little short, and it's getting a little predictable. Well, with little time to go in our podcast, we want to predict our next five games. We face the Grizzlies at home tomorrow night. Eesh, scary. That is very scary, and I just think with our – though optimistic about the whole steri- series – we are going to lose that game. I, I'm going to disagree only because of our back-and-forth um, inability to get a, a, a winning streak going or a losing streak. We lost to the Nets. The team's had a couple days off. It's home court. It's the Grizzlies. I think we're going to win. Okay, that's a controversy. Now, Toronto at home on Friday, I believe. Definitely. No doubt in my mind. We that is a beatable team. I, we're going to take that. Full throttle. Now we play OKC on the road. Yeah, not much to be said about that. That's probably going to turn out like the San Antonio game, so I'm predicting a win there before facing... The- Man, I hope so. I hope so. We have really struggled against mediocre we can't, teams, we can't but we can't stomped them like on that. the Spurs. I really hope we get that We're OKC not going to boggle like that. Now okay. we play uh, the T-Wolves on the road. Dangerous. They're starting to figure stuff out. They're too big for us, so I'm going to actually say we lose that game. Hmm. Okay. And then the final game of the next five games is on the road in Denver against Nikola Djokic and the rest of the Jokers. I don't know. You know, I saw a step up and, and play Boston so well on the road. I really thought we were going to break through. Maybe 
Maybe it's this game. I think we're. I think we're just gonna have to embrace our fast-paced style of play if we're gonna beat this team. Because Jokic, as much of an MVP as he is, as great as he's playing, we're faster than him. We're a lot faster than him. they got Aaron Gordon. They got Jamal Murray. But if we just embrace our shooting aspect and moving the ball around, I think we're gonna win that game off of Clay and Curry threes. So you predict a three wins, two losses. Yes. And I predict four wins and one loss. I'm with you on the Timberwolves, but I'm feeling I'm feeling like we're starting to figure it out. Uh, we're going to sh- shift into another gear, and okay. it's going to be a good week now, for us. Now that we're saying we'll put ourselves at the twenty six and twenty six, so we're predicting a five hundred uh, win loss. Okay, thanks for listening. Thank you very much to all our fans who share their questions with us. Please send us emails, texts, comment on our website, untuckedshorts.squarespace.com. We love hearing from you and answering your questions. We'll see you next time on Untucked Shorts. Shorts.